Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Sinner, come. 
The song says, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. And the chorus, come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. We are the audience for that song. Jesus is calling for us to come home. All of us weary sinners. And our prayer of admission is an opportunity for us to admit and acknowledge our sin. To let Jesus know we hear your calling and we want to come home. Let us pray together the prayer of admission, followed by a moment of silence. Together, God, we admit that we do not reach out as much as you want. We ignore our neighbors. We don't listen to each other's stories. Help us be more present in the pain and joy of others. Help us build spaces where we are stretched to see you in each other. Glory be to the Father, glory be to the Son, glory be to the Spirit. Family, there is good news. We are forgiven. Rest assured, we are forgiven. Let us continue to go in peace and love God and love each other. Amen. We're in a sermon series on trees. Y'all might not have known before we announced this sermon series that there's a lot of biblical imagery for trees in our Holy Bible. And uh, my friend and colleague Lucas loves trees, if y'all didn't know that. It's not really a secret. Um, but he does really love trees, and he's already taught us a lot about seeds and about roots. So if you've missed either one of those sermons, I encourage you to um, look it up on our website, listen to those podcasts, because there's some great theological wisdom for us in the seeds and the roots. Today we come to the branches. Jesus is walking with his disciples, his closest friends, and um, he is walking toward his death. He knows that. He's been trying to tell his friends that. He's been trying to tell them that where he's about to go, they cannot go with him. He tells them that he is the way to the Father, our creator in heaven. And Jesus is an experiential teacher, you know? So as he's walking, he's using whatever he can find to help make his point, to hopefully help it settle in for the disciples what's about to happen. And so seeing a grapevine, he points us to the branches to teach us about our connection to him and to each other. I'm going to read his words now from the gospel according to John chapter 15. You can follow along with me in your program 
If it's a familiar text to you, which it may be, I want you to try to listen with fresh ears. Listen for what Jesus is saying to you. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, Jesus says. You are the branches. I'm going to say that again. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. And then skipping ahead to verse 12, Jesus says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. The word of God for the people of God Earlier this week, I was in Savannah, Georgia, and the trees there are magnificent. Huge oaks line the downtown streets, courtyards with just four or six trees cast a canopy that covers the entire square. And the moss, it hangs like tinsel, as if for a festival, like the way that you and I, we hang Christmas lights, or downtown, we hang Christmas lights from, from post to post to soften downtown at night. The oaks do that. And they invite us to experience Savannah aesthetically pleasing, natural, warm. From the moss, I can see the branches, massive branches. It's like those branches have never heard of gravity because they are growing out and up massive in their size and their reach. Jesus points us to those branches and says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now it's been a while since I learned the difference between a simile and a metaphor, but Jesus is using a metaphor here. He's not saying that we are like the branches. No, he says you are the branches. I am the vine, you are the branches, and no living branch stands apart from its vine. We are branches, Jesus the vine. And it's cool because it seems right. There's so many different kinds of branches, not one is the same. In Savannah, I sat down in a courtyard, on a bench made out of a dead tree, and I just let myself stare at these branches. Each branch different. Some have stretched, like in an efficient way, from point A to point B, and others have taken like every twist and turn possible. I saw a right angle turn and a twist back on itself. And I'll tell you what, my eyes kept being drawn to those that had the most bumps, the most discoloration. They were the most beautiful to my eye. They created more space for the moss to catch and to gather. 
Author Richard Powers wrote in his book, The Overstory, that the branches record in their own bodies the history of every crisis they've lived through. I'm going to say that again. Branches record in their own bodies the history of every crisis they've lived through. Crisis. That's what caused those, those bumps and twists and change of colors in the branches. New growths sprouting off leaves and fruit pruned a storm, cutting off part of the branch, scarring over and then beginning again. Branches record in their own bodies the history of every crisis they've lived through. Sounds like us. Sounds like Jesus is spot on in lifting our gaze to the branches and to see that they are us. We are them. Certainly in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, we know the terror of such strong branches. Strong branches that are met with an external force of wind and and rain and the sea rising. Tree branches and whole tree trunks can fall and wreak havoc on what is below. And Richard Powers in his same book says this. He says, it makes a big thump when it falls. But the growth is quiet. The growth of the branch is quiet, so quiet we can almost miss it. Especially the growth that happens from day to day. Y'all, there's some quiet growth happening here. Lucas told me this past week that we have baptized almost 50 people since 2020. Downtown Church has baptized almost 50 people. Now, for all of you um, accountants out there, I think the actual number is 46, but I like to round up. It's easier for me to remember. Almost 50 people, this group has baptized. It's not just me and Lucas and Charles doing it up here. We are all committing to baptize them in the faith. And then Lucas told me this. He said we have four basketball teams. Four. I think they're just for our kids, but maybe we should start some for the adults. I knew that baptizing people was in our mission for the church. I dreamt about baptizing people with downtown church, but basketball teams? That was a surprise to me. It was an awesome surprise, a sign of growth, a public service announcement that downtown church is a place where we foster growth among our kids and our youth. It is a sign that we are living into who God has meant us to be and that God carries that vision, not Dawn, not any human. A few years ago, we did some visioning for downtown church. We talked about taking the leap of faith to get into this building, to own our own building. And then we talked about another dream, which was to offer and foster um, more faith formation opportunities for our kids and our youth. And so we made a plan to hire another pastor to come and to help take leadership to build that program. And here we are today with Lucas and a whole team of people, Abigail and Zan and Perry and Morgan and Sarah and others who are committing their time to invest 
in the next generations is quiet growth. They are the branches connected to Jesus, their vine, their source, and making a space for others to find a home. When I think about branches, I almost always see something on them. If not moss, then leaves. If not leaves, then a perched bird. If not a perched bird, then a nest. And it's not like the bird asked the branches permission to perch there. The leaves, they didn't make a request to be created. The branch didn't allow the nest to be formed. The branch, just in its being, made space for others. Just in its being, became generous toward others. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. Connected to the vine, a generous source, we then can't help but become generous too. I think about when um, more than two or more than one branch connects, what does it form? It forms like a V shape, right? Which becomes a more spacious gathering for, for birds to bring scraps and to create a nest. And I wonder, what is it like then for those two branches in their meeting to get to hold a home? What is it like for them to watch those birds weave together a nest and then to sneak a peek at the eggs inside and then to be a part of nurturing and protecting that nest? What is it like for them when those tiny little birds hop out and take a leap to fly? We too do that because we are branches. The first disciples, Jesus' disciples, they assumed that their connection to Jesus was as his friend. They got to walk with him on earth. I'm jealous, if I'm honest. They got to hear the cadence and melody of his voice. They heard his stories firsthand. But Jesus wants them and us to understand that his connection to us is much deeper than any human friendship. He is the vine. He is the vine. We are branches. Our entire being is because of him. We are connected to him. And just like we sometimes don't appreciate the branches surrounding our home until we are scared that they might fall on our home, we can be that way about our connection with Jesus too. We can take it for granted until something comes and threatens to take it away and then we lift our eyes and then we pay attention. Jesus knew what was coming for him and his disciples. He knows that life includes pain. And so in some of his final instruction, final words to his friends, he tells them this. He says, you are my branches. Abide in me. Stay with me. And when you do, you will bear much fruit. What if we didn't wait until things are in crisis to express gratitude? It's just before Jesus dies that he says these words to his disciples. And you might notice that the disciples, they don't speak back. In the scripture that we read, it's just Jesus speaking at them. Imagine being in a room full of the people that you love and you know that you're about to die and you're saying some last words. You would consider what those words are right? You would be thoughtful about those words. 
And these are some of Jesus' final words. I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me, stay connected to me, bear fruit. As branches, we can't help but being pruned from time to time. Just like we can't help but be generous with our lives to become a home for others to perch and rest. Jesus says, abide in me. Are we doing that? I think so. There's a man I'll call Ed who hit a pretty big bump crisis towards the end of his life and he's having to start over in more ways than one. And he doesn't wish this experience on anyone. And he is awake to Jesus as his source. He is awake to how Jesus is helping him keep his head up and move one foot in front of the other. He is the branch, Jesus, his vine. And there's a woman, I'll call her Betsy, who is quietly moving through treatments for cancer. And she has never felt more closer, she has never felt closer to her Lord. More trusting, more vulnerable, more connected. She is the branch Jesus, her vine. And then there's a college student who is so hungry for real Christian community. You know, the kind where you can admit that you need a savior, but you're not gonna skip over all the hard questions of life. She's so hungry for this, this community that she created it. And it turns out not only did she need this community on the uni university's campus, but other girls, other people needed it too. She is the branch, Jesus, her vine. These people might look fragile from the outside looking in, but on the inside they are strong because they are connected to the vine, their source, their savior. This past week I was in Savannah because the National Presbyterian and Lutheran churches invited me to come speak about money, which I thought was hilarious. They wanted me to come speak to them about how we do it at Downtown Church because we don't do it like any other church. You're not going to get a letter from us this fall telling you how much we expect you to give to Downtown Church. It's not going to happen. We're not going to commit a whole month of November to preach at you every Sunday. It's just not going to happen. We're not going to pass out pledge cards. We don't even pass an offering plate. So of course they wanted to know how. How do you fund a million dollar budget? And so I just started sharing stories of branches, of people who, who came to worship in this place, who absorb this experience and don't wait until it's in peril to express gratitude and be generous. People who see the 50 people we baptize and then do the math. Of course, they're gonna need good preaching to grow in their faith and they're gonna need amazing musicians to help teach the faith. Of course, those babies are gonna need care immediately in the downtown kids' rooms and we wanna make sure that we're paying those staff well because they are planting the seeds of faith in our children's life. And those parents, they need coffee. <laughs> and we're not gonna skimp on the coffee. 
We're gonna give them good coffee, coffee that has a lot of caffeine that comes all the way from Ethiopia. And you know what? While we're at it, we're gonna pay those farmers really well. People who ask about this beautiful building that is our safe haven and our shelter, and they hear me say, y'all, we got a $2 million loan that we are still paying, $12,000 a month. People who do the math, whoa, that's like two staff people. People who quietly write checks to help us pay down that loan faster. People who realize that growth is quiet and that it's all about sustainability, monthly recurring gifts that keep us going, that allow for us to grow. Y'all, I told my friends at this fundraising conference that we stay far away from shame and guilt. It doesn't serve us. And that we don't need to take those tactics because when we are aware of how connected we are to Jesus as our source, we can't help but be generous people. Consider the branch. It can't help but grow leaves. It can't help but hold the perched bird. It can't help but support a nest for the young. The branch doesn't do this for the leaves or for the bird or for the nest. It does it because of the vine. As your leader, as the one who's trying to stay on the heels of Jesus and turn our gaze towards those branches today, I pray for people to help us pay down that debt faster. I pray for people who will help us raise more staff for our youth. I pray for people who are going to help me dream bigger for the impact that we can have on this city of Columbia. I pray bold dreams because I know we are connected to a vine, the vine. And I know that though some of us are being pruned right now and the resources are not in our hands to give, for most of us, there is an abundance in our hands. And we, I know, take care of each other. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. May God continue to make us a generous place to perch. Amen. I've met all the ghosts from my own past. They've seen it all. They say it won't last, but at least now I know. And I might have some time to undo all the hurt, forgive all the wrongs, share the gospel of peace. Can we all get along? Can I get out of my own way before it's too late? It's a beautiful life that's happening for you. It's a beautiful life, and I can't wait to see what you do. It's a beautiful life when lies give way to truth. It's a beautiful life, and it's all for you. 
look in the mirror I kind of freak out I see what time is done I'm wondering now How long the show will go on Before the lights all fade But it's not fear that grips The back of my mind It's the gratitude that I've been trying to find It pours into my heart Like sand It's a beautiful life It's happening for you It's a beautiful life And I can't wait to see what you do It's a beautiful life When lies give way to truth It's a beautiful life And it's all for you this morning for the reminder that we are not like a branch, but we are the branch. We are grateful and thankful for the connection to the vine, our source, our fuel, our everything, Jesus. We are grateful and thankful for the opportunity to remain part of you. Through all the bumps and twists and changes in our lives, we are thankful that the branch is still connected to the vine, that we are still yet connected to Jesus. And for that, we say hallelujah. And we're thankful that as the branch and for all branches in the world that we simply just need to be present and be the branch. Provide cover, make space, be generous. Let us be the branch that can't help but love, can't help but listen, can't help but learn. 
in our daily lives continue to be the branches that abide in you, trust in you, rest in you, live in you, and love in you. And as the weight of life purchases on our branches, remind us that our strength comes from you and only you. And for that, we are thankful. Let us live into what you want us to be so we as a church can live into what we shall be. Shower us with love as we shower others with love. We are so grateful and so thankful to be the branch. And the vine, Jesus, reminds us always to pray in the way your son taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us please stand together. If you so choose, the affirmation of faith can be found in your program. We shall say it together. Family, what do we believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing.
to you to come back at 1 p.m. We're going to be um, packing meals, like, I don't know, some 20,000 meals for last mile communities all over the globe. Um, It's free to come, invite your friends, go get brunch, and then come right back here, and um, we'll pack those meals from 1 to 3 p.m. to help make an impact in our world. Now receive this benediction. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, And the interruption of that Holy Spirit, may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.